Presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, fourteen minutes and twenty seconds. Where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for this March the 15th, 2023. Today's show, as every it is every morning, is brought to you by Barnburner Hockey and barnburnerhockey.ca. Use promo code 1420 BARN at barnburnerhockey.ca for 10% off their all natural hockey products and apparel. Great stuff over there from our friends at Barnburner Hockey. Thank you very much to them. Uh, thank you very much for making this a part of your morning each and every day here on Facebook Live, Twitter, uh, and YouTube Live or whatever it's called. Uh, it's very, uh, we appreciate all the support you give us. Uh, make sure you guys keep tuning in and talking about it. And for those of you who aren't watching live, thank you for listening later on in the day. Anyways, lots of NHL action last night. I think there was 12 games going on. I had two or three going on, plus some baseball and everything else that happens down here the 1420 World Headquarters down here in the tavern as uh, getting uh, prepped to do all this crazy stuff that we do on a daily basis. Interesting stuff. And then there was a big City Greens uh, thing. We'll talk about that. I don't know if any, anybody saw that last night during the Rangers uh, Capitals telecast, but that was an interesting little concept. Uh, I don't know how many more eyeballs it's going to bring to the game of hockey, but it was an interesting little concept that we'll, we'll talk about in a second here. But anyways, um, lots of uh, jockeying that's happening around the National Hockey League right now. 15, 16 games left for everybody in the, uh, in the season to to, to get the, who they're going, going to play in the first round. A lot of teams know who they're, who they're playing in the first round, uh, which is which is kind of a, a crappy thing the way it's, it's leading up. You know that the Leafs got the um, 
the, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who a lot of people thought were, were in trouble a week ago. They uh, lost five in a row. They were benching players, this and that. John Cooper was uh, telling his superstars to uh, put up or shut up and sit on the bench and everything else. But uh, they, they, they said, yeah, we're not done yet. They took uh, everybody's uh, darling of, of the, the Eastern Conference right now. We're just giving the, uh, well, the, the Bruins are, are, are having a, and somehow they lose to Chicago last night, the Bruins. But anyways, talking about New Jersey, how everybody's anointing them, the, the next ones in the, the Eastern Conference, when they haven't really done anything yet. They're having a hell of a season, obviously. But Tampa Bay rolled into Jersey last night and said, not yet, boys. We're, we're still here. You got a lot to learn and everything else with a 4-1 victory last night. But the one that's interesting to me, well, a few interesting ones last night, uh, the, the – uh, the Vegas Golden Knights roll in to Philadelphia, who's having a rough go of things. They finally fired fired Fletcher. They're regrouping, and Danny Briere took over that franchise. He's been with that, or he uh, he's been with the franchise for a long time. But he took over the big club last week when they they fired Cliff Fletcher, uh, Cliff Fletcher, uh, Fletcher, whatever his name is, and they fired him and and got uh, got that going. And he, you you wonder what the, the future holds for the Philadelphia Flyers because. I was reading reports yesterday that Carter Hart might be asking out. He doesn't want to be part of a rebuild, which I get, but every team has, uh, you have to have parts and pieces in place and, and you, it's one thing to break your team down, and I, I get that. And it's it's 100% uh, logical for Hart to say, I don't want to be around for this because I, 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 I you only have X amount of years in the league. And for Hart to say that he might want out and not want, want to be part of a rebuild, well, every team was part of a rebuild at once that had any kind of a championship aspiration. You look at the Chicago Blackhawks when they won their three Stanley Cups, they broke it down to absolutely nothing, and they're kind of doing that now a, a little bit. And they're trying to get down to nothing and, and build back up because it's, it's tough to win in this league. We talk about it all the time. Time, how you, you the, the salary cap and everything else, but to, for a young kid of heart stature to say that he wants out, it's a little bit odd. Whether those reports are true or not is 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 uh, it's, it's tough to say. There's a lot of talking heads like myself that come onto onto the uh, the airways all the time. You don't know what reports are true and what which are untrue. But for that to happen is it's an odd situation with with Philadelphia. You get drafted, you think you might want to stay there and stick it out because winning in, in the East is going to be a tough go. I get it, and maybe he sees the same thing we do. That Philly's a lot further away right now. Then, then, uh, then they they even are, are led to believe, and they even the players and fan base uh, thinks, and, and and the management team think, thinks, because it's going to be a gauntlet there for for quite a few years in Philadelphia and the Eastern Conference will be pretty tough to get things done. The, the, the move that happened last last week with the Jonathan Quick. Um, and we talked about it on 1420 with Dave. The move that move that that happened with uh, Quick going to Columbus and then getting then getting shipped over to Vegas seems to be paying dividends for Vegas right now. Is that the right word? It doesn't much matter. Uh, that that move is kind of helpful for it has helped out a lot for Vegas. They're now in first place in the Pacific Division, a couple points up on on LA, which is ironic. Well, I don't know if ironic is the right word, but it's a, those two teams are battling out for first side division. And Quick might be having one of those hold my beer kind of end of seasons. He's won four in a row for Vegas. A big win yesterday in Philly, like I was saying. Philly's a, a terrible team, but you win, you win because no matter what, you still got to play the games. It's tough to it's tough to uh, to win every night, but to, it seems like the 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 Vegas Golden Knights have found a way to, to get something done, and uh, it would be a uh, be a little bit poetic to, to say that Quick go in and uh, boost uh, boost them up into first place, past the Kings who did them uh, did did uh, Quick a little bit dirty in my opinion. So it's it's kind of it's good to see a guy like Quick get get some victories and get everything else that that's happening there. The one that's disturbing last night once again, the Calgary Flames. And it's not so much the Flames losing th- that point in uh, overtime to the lowly uh, Arizona Arizona Coyotes. I actually watched uh, an entire Arizona game last night for the first time 
that from that building that they got the the, the Mullet Arena, I guess it's called. And a lot of the flat, the fans there were wearing red jerseys, and they weren't the Phoenix Coyote third jersey Reds. They were the Calgary Flame red jerseys. And you wonder how many, how few, how many less people would be in that building last night in Phoenix with that within that that five thousand seat arena that they're playing in. It's an embarrassment to the league. I I don't understand it. Like I tried to reason in my head a little bit that there's a lot of baseball stadiums that aren't as big as Yankee Stadium and there's and there, there's uh, like there's Jerry World in uh, in Dallas it's a huge football arena obviously or football stadium and it's bigger than than, this, than some others so I was trying to reason in my head that there, there are hockey or there are other sports that have bigger buildings that it makes sense and it's one of those things but the, the one I, I just can't get past the, the fact that it's a 5,000 seat arena and not f- at least 15,000 or whatever they got in Winnipeg I think there's 14,000 it's a little bit smaller than the average 19, 19 20,000 seat arenas. So I, I was trying to reason in my head and justify it a little bit. And there's no justification for that, for that team being there. And it, it, it's too bad that, that that players have to play there and players get stuck playing there. They didn't win the hockey game last night, which is too bad for Calgary. I mean, they're, they're swimming. They're at best. Or they're like, they're, they're going to just made, they're not going to eke into the playoffs. It's too bad. They, they had that tough stretch. And we talked about them a lot on this show, but like maybe we give them more airtime than they deserve. Another team that was interesting last night, they won their fifth in a row and some teams just don't know how to tank and it's 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 an odd situation that that Vancouver does this year after year they've won five in a row they're now at 61 points I think it is if they go 500 uh if they go 500 the rest of the way that they're going to finish get guess what 500 for for the season and it's a tough thing when you're 500 is to get out of that that doldrum because when you're 500 you're just as close to the bottom as, as you are the top and getting over that hump is tough and Vancouver seems to be doing that year after year they just can't get out of their own way they pretend they're a hockey team for a short period of time and then they they lose they win they lose they win and it's a dangerous slope you get into because you you, you end up tricking the fan base and you, you end up tricking the um the ownership and you have tricking management that you're a hockey team and you have things going on and that's a, a, a tough place to get out of like a mediocrity is uh it's a tough thing striving for mediocrity and rarely attaining it is even worse and that's what vancouver seems to do on a, on a year in year out basis and you wonder when the, the ownership is going to see that yeah they, they don't want to they don't want to say it's a full-out tank or we want to rebuild but you know what sometimes you just have to and it's just not a good thing yet you have to either go for it full bore which they thought they probably did i'm sure they didn't go into the season thinking we're gonna have a have a mediocre season again i mean some you got to have some kind of playoff aspirations you would think for your for your fans your players your and uh, potential free agents in years to come you would think that you would want to win a little bit more and get something done but just being mediocre it's tough to get out of that spot and vancouver seems to be in that spot and that's who and they are who they think they are um and chicago how they're, they end up beating the bruins last night i don't know the bruins can kind of coast a little bit right now they, they're really not playing for a whole bunch start resting guys i think we talked about it last week we talked about a lot of stuff here in 14 20 world headquarters but they end up losing chicago and it's tough for, for teams to to understand that maybe you just can't win like you remember a few years ago there was mcdavid sweet stakes he's been in the league for six seven years now already hey like it's crazy uh the, the when the uh, sabers were going for tanking for mcdavid and they, they'd win a game they were shipping players out like you you the goalie wins a game down the minors player gets two points trade them away like they really went for the uh, the 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 tanking for McDavid. I'm not saying that Bedard's going to be McDavid because I don't think anybody's going to be the next McDavid. It's a that's a once in a lifetime kind of deal that we're seeing right now. But uh, when you're getting a draft pick, you got to make sure you get into about the top four or five because the rest of the guys are just are just draft picks. After that, we talk about it. People talk about that all the time. Like it's like when you're maybe a top ten guy, you get those, those kind of guys. That that means a lot to your franchise. But having a guy that's just 
that's just okay. Like he's a, he's a good pick. He's a good solid second third round uh, second third liner. It doesn't do you much good in the, in the grand scheme of things because you still have to build w- w- through the through the rest of the draft through free agency and hope some of the guys that you you picked up over the years are there. So having ha- winning games at this point, it's a tough thing, and that's what Vancouver's doing. That's what uh, a lot of teams are ended up doing. It's t- it's a tough thing to watch. Uh, you don't want a scoreboard watch, but sometimes when you're uh, in, in that last uh, last place, you kind of want your team to lose a little bit you hear basketball fans when the, when their guys are, are are starting to win games or starting to boo their teams when they're winning games and maybe that's what hockey fans should do as well cuz it's it's interesting to to watch that that whole thing unfold uh, another interesting thing i, I saw last night was the uh, watching that rangers game and it was interesting to see how uh, the chemistry doesn't seem to be there kane has been there for over a week and a half now whatever it's been and they just don't seem to be flowing a little bit they seem to be be, be doing a little too generous to, trying to feed each other and not not go out there and being the the alpha dog that kane is and he's not being the uh, the aggressive playmaker and, and the guy shooting the puck. Yeah, he got a goal last night. The seeing eye goal, I don't know how the heck that went in, but it did. He saw something, he put it on net. Shot on goal is never a bad play, right? You get a you get a goal, a rebound, or or a whistle, no matter what. That's the way the way it always works. So put 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 pucks on net and good things might happen. But yeah, you see you see things like that. Like the the chem the chemistry doesn't seem to be there. And getting a guy that late at the deadline, a guy that you want to jump in and, and be that that um that uh, game uh, game changer and playmaker sometimes doesn't go, and in fact it, it never comes to fruition and very rarely works in the National Hockey League where you in, insert a star here who's been in a, in a place for a very long time yeah he might get you a point or two in the playoffs and this and that but it doesn't seem to work because chemistry isn't something you can just you can just grow it has to grow organically it's not something you can just insert piece here insert piece there because sometimes locker rooms they have a certain way of doing things and a guy like Kane who was the, the cock of the walk for such a long time in Chicago might be having a tough time in New York under the like in that situation there it's uh you know it's a lot different than playing in Chicago for the last couple of years where nothing mattered but now you're playing for a franchise who wants a Stanley Cup hasn't had one since uh, 1994 that's a long time ago that's all of a sudden 29 years ago the last time they won a cup so it's it's tough to insert a player sometimes I don't know if Kane uh, is going to adjust to that situation like like everybody hoped it hasn't got there yet I don't know if it will get get there it just seems they're being a little too generous with each other and not uh, no one's taking over and being a little bit greedy. It's just a, it's one of those things you just don't know if it's going to work out. And have, having a guy like Kane there, like I said, the alpha male, uh, you just hope you hope for his sake that it wasn't a, a mistake going there for a quick playoff exit and see you later because that would be a, a bit of an egg in the face and the on his because he kind of said this is where I'm going. And I'll talk about that Rogers thing tomorrow. That's a fucking disgrace talking about guys going to New York and everything else and. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers and that whole rigmarole going on there. It's its its weird to me. And if anybody saw that Big City Greens last night, I didn't know what Big City Greens thing is until I saw it last night. It's just it's this animated Lego looking thing where they they had the, they had the, the game played on there and they had the announcers and they inserted them here and it was a, it was animated but it was, it was the Rangers and the and the Capitals playing like live streaming kind of sort of but not really it's a it's a cute concept I guess it was just odd to me to see it it was I didn't understand it a whole bunch it was weird and I guess if they're trying to grow the game a little bit and get kids watching I guess this is kind of a way they're going to do it I think there's other ways they could possibly do it but I don't know you put it on TV some someone's bound to watch it i mean i i was forced to watch it last night because they, they had it on in between periods of the of the rangers game last night I, mean, I i wouldn't tune into it and i don't know how many parents would have their kids tuning into it but that's just me spend money elsewhere like put 
books and libraries or something. I don't know. Donate some cash. It, it was just an odd situation for me. I didn't, I didn't much, much agree with it, but it's, it's one of those things that they, the talking heads and the people who, who uh, make decisions and the, the rich, rich people on Park Avenue and Madison Avenue or whatever it's going to be, they made that, that, that decision last night to do, to do it. So I don't know. It was just an odd situation. It was, it was just odd. Anyways, there's my rant for the day. It's uh, lot, lots of hockey going on. There's lots of, lots of great games going on. The heavyweight tilt tonight between the, um, the, what should have been a heavyweight tilt between the Colorado Avalanche and Toronto Maple Leafs. Colorado swimming a little bit. I, they, I think they're in a playoff spot, but the team that won the Stanley Cup last year, injury bugs have, have hit them. And playing like you, you, you'll always take that Stanley Cup, but playing deep into a season and playing deep in the playoffs, you don't get that that time to rest. And a lot of guys they don't get, get their uh, give their body a time to rest because they're they're training so much and the game's so so different now. Guys play 365 days a year. They don't go to training camp to get in shape anymore. They go to training camp to uh, to make a team or jockey position. It, I think that the guys need to take a, a more of a break, but that's that's just me anyways. When, but you, you take that championship no matter what. Like, you don't say, well, we want to save it for next year. You know, you take the championship, 100% you do it. Uh, anyways, on this day in uh, 1997, Joey Mullen nets uh, goal number 500 for the Pittsburgh Penguins, become the first American-born player to reach the 500-goal uh, plateau. Mullen would end his career that season with 502 goals. 561 assists for 1,063 points. Three-time Stanley Cup champion, uh, two with Pittsburgh, one with the Calgary Flames. He was a great Flame, Bob uh, Badger Bob and the like back back in the day. One one with Terry Crisp with the Flames, obviously. Uh, induct the Hockey Hall of Fame in uh, 2000. Uh, one of the all-time greats from from Hell's Kitchen, New York, actually. Uh, great player. Learned how to play hockey on roller skates. I think it was a uh, what I originally saw. So uh, on this day in 1997, Mullen gets number 500. And happy birthday to the man. The myth, the legend, Craig Ludwig, born on this, uh, and more importantly, his shin pads. 64th birthday to uh, Craig Ludwig, born on this day in uh, Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Ludwig would play 17 NHL seasons, stops in Montreal, the Islanders, Minnesota, and Dallas, winning two Stanley Cups along the way, one with Montreal, one with Dallas to end his career. Um, started wearing those shin pads in 1979, playing for the University of North Dakota. Uh, it was the Fighting Sioux back then. I'm not even sure what they're called now they had to change their name with all the stuff and the things i'm not saying it's a good thing i'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm just saying it's a thing anyways uh thank you very much for listening to the show today lots of hockey talk going on got some baseball stuff going on canada with a big win yesterday in the world baseball classic so that was really a, an interesting goal of things Lots going on here at World Headquarters. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, it's always a great, great uh, time talking to you guys and for everybody who, who watches on Facebook Live. We appreciate it. Make sure you guys follow us on, on, on Twitter and Instagram. You see the links there for people who are watching on uh, on Facebook and on, uh, on uh, YouTube Live as well. So, anyways... There it is. There it is. 14.20 in the morning. Went a little bit long again. Went two minutes past the time, but it's just kind of one of those things. Anyways, make sure you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it. The Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast is happy to have partnered up with Barn Burner Hockey. Barn Burner Hockey is a hockey lifestyle brand that is motivated by making all-natural, chemical-free hockey products for players of all ages and skill levels. Get yourself the Filthy Mist Deodorizing Equipment Spray, the Dirty Dangles 2-in-1 Shampoo and Body Wash. They've also got two different types of stick wax, hockey accessories, and apparel that will not only make you look good, but feel great on and off the ice. So go to barnburnerhockey.ca and use 
promo code 1420BARN and receive 10% off your purchase. That's 1420BARN at checkout at barnburnerhockey.ca. Barnburner Hockey is so confident that you will love their all-natural products, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Barnburner Hockey and the Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast, created for players by players.